The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Hello, Faith Hill Church. Good morning. Man, yet another opportunity uh, for us to get into God's Word and just share uh, from the Scriptures. Hey, today I truly believe I've heard from the Lord. I know I say that almost every time that I share uh, the Word with you. I truly believe in my heart there is a bubbling uh, because I truly believe that uh, I have a word from the Lord for you. We started a journey uh, a few weeks ago talking about every prayer answered and we established uh, through the scriptures that it is God's will to answer every single one of our prayers. And uh, we know that the promises of God, uh, yes and amen, the promises of God uh, have already been guaranteed and they've already been stamped with a yes. What Jesus did and paid for on the cross has already been released for us. And um, uh, so our prayers help us connect, help us uh, receive the things that are freely given uh, unto us. And so uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we started off by dealing with uh, uh, the dawns of prayer. If you didn't get an opportunity to watch that teaching, man, I'm telling you, you need to watch that teaching. It helps you get rid of all the bad habits that almost stifle uh, your prayer every time you pray. And it literally thrusts you into a place of, place of relationship and uh, fellowship with the Lord. And to understand uh, the real purpose of prayer, we established uh, in that teaching that the real purpose of prayer is uh, fellowship. It is not to present our grocery list. However, there is a prayer called the prayer of petition, which is also known as a prayer of asking. Uh, we talked about that uh, and we looked at what the scriptures have to say around that. And uh, to, last week we talked about uh, uh, the prayer of meditation, which I really think is one of the most powerful uh, prayers uh, that believers almost never engage in because they don't connect the dots. Uh, most people don't realize that meditation is actually a form of prayer. And so in the same breath, we're moving right along. Uh, we're going to look at seven different kinds of prayer. And so today our third and fourth kind of prayer, hopefully if we can get to it, we're going to look at the prayer of intercession. And I, I, I want to define intercession according to a New Testament mindset uh, so that we don't get into all kinds of religious and traditional things that may uh, just cause trouble and just bring uh, stifle our results in terms of prayer. So when, when we look at intercession in the Old Testament perspective, we see Moses, we see Abraham, uh, the, the perspective perspective of the Old Testament intercession was to be a mediator uh, between God and man. And uh, in the New Testament, uh, scripture actually says in 1 Timothy chapter number 2 verse 5, that there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. And so we know that in the New Testament, intercession is not about you trying to be a mediator. And a lot of the church world has presented intercession this way. You know, you hear a lot of people say, it's time for intercessors to stand up and intercede uh, uh, because there is a, a judgment coming on the nation. The wrath of God will be poured <laughs> on the nations. And so 
it's time for intercessors, uh, you know, to stand uh, in the gap and stand in between God and men. No, that's not the New Testament way of interceding. Uh, 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 Jesus is our mediator. Uh, The wrath of God has been poured on Jesus at the cross. Uh, God is no longer angry at you. God, I mean, we talk about this all the time. There's no longer any judgment because all of the judgment was poured on Jesus. That's why scripture tells us that uh, Jesus is the propitiation of our sin, the payment, the atoning sacrifice of our sin, not for ours only, uh, but also for the entire world. So the judgment, the penalty for sin uh, was taken care of at the cross. So God is not judging the world. So the intercessor is not someone who's standing in between two parties, God and man, to try and mediate. No, that's not what the New Testament intercessor does. And uh, the reason why I keep emphasizing the phrase New Testament uh, is because there is a huge difference between how we operated in the Old Testament and how we now operate in the New Testament. Man, I meet people all over the world that, uh, that that don't have this revelation. Uh, they don't realize that there is a huge difference of operation uh, between the Old and the New Testament. And some people, you, I mean, people will literally fight with you if you tell them that they need to operate uh, uh, as New Testament believers. I, I mean, I've, I've met people who come to me and say, hey, you know what, Tafara, I mean, I just do the Bible. I mean, I just do the Bible. I do the Bible all the way from Genesis to Revelation. It doesn't matter if it's the old or if it's the new. And, and I totally understand their heart. Uh, and they, unfortunately, they are sincerely wrong because I turn around and I ask them, uh, you know, when was the last time you took a fattened ram or a fattened lamb or a turtle dove to your pastor to offer uh, as a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice for your sins? And they usually turn around and they say, well, I don't do that anymore. And I say, but it's in the Bible. (laughs) And they say, well, that all changed when Jesus went to the cross. And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, a whole lot of other things changed when Jesus went to the cross, including how we intercede, how we uh, stand in the gap. The New Testament way of intercession is uh, called standing in the gap. But you're not standing in the gap between God and nations. That's what Jesus Christ does. First Timothy 2 verse 5. Only one mediator between God and man. Uh, the man Christ Jesus. Uh, so when we're talking about intercession, here's what we're talking about. We established in the prayer of uh, 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 asking, the prayer of petition in Mark 11, 24, that's whatsoever thing you desire when you pray, believe you've received it and you shall have it. So one of the things I established uh, during that teaching is that God answers your prayers immediately. Uh, there is no uh, time with God. He answers your prayers immediately. First John uh, chapter number 5, verse 14 says, this is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything, According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that he has answered our prayers. So God answers your prayers immediately. God answers in the spirit and he releases the answer. But that does not mean that your answer is going to be made manifest in the natural immediately. So, for example, you know, when God went to Abraham and answered his prayer uh, about uh, having a child, he answered him immediately. And God went on to uh, talk about the issue as a past tense issue. He said, Abraham, I've already made you the father of many nations. Why? Because in the spiritual realm, God had already given the answer. But in the natural realm, uh, brothers and sisters, every prayer that God has already answered, 
answered, uh, has to come into the, the, the outside of the eternal realm, which is the, the realm that you and I live in. It's called the realm of time. God answers in eternity, but that answer has to come into time. So I want to submit to you that every you know, answer that God gives is going to take some time uh, for it to manifest. And I'm not saying it's going to take a year. I'm not saying it's going to take uh, a minute. I'm not saying it's going to take one hour. I'm just saying uh, it's going to take time. And sometimes it takes 10 seconds. Sometimes it takes five seconds. Sometimes it takes one second. But because you and I are caught in the realm of time in this world, as long as we are in this world, uh, the manifested prayer is going to take time to manifest. Let me give you an example. I remember my wife and I, uh, we're getting ready to um, go to our honeymoon uh, in 2011. We're going to, to New York and as we got to the airport, man, both of us fell sick. Uh, you know, it's a long story. I, you know, I don't want to get into it, but I know exactly the reasons why both of us, you know, kind of fell sick. You know, uh, uh, it had been two weeks of wedding preparations, planning and so on and so forth. And I didn't get uh, time to spend in the word like I always do and uh, have our devotion. And it was it was just crazy, you know, weddings. And uh, so because of that, it kind of opened up a door uh, on my part. And I believe that's why we uh, both fell sick sick we were just tired and we were just kind of vulnerable and the enemy kind of took advantage of it but both of us fell sick while we were at the airport and uh, uh, we couldn't fly you know we were in bad shape and so we came back home but before we left the airport we told uh, the, 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 the people at the check-in desk that we'll be back tomorrow and we're going to be on this flight tomorrow and she looked at us she said man you're in bad shape I don't think you're going to be back here and not until two weeks but we told her we said we're going to be back tomorrow and so we went home we pulled out our Bibles. We prayed about it. We started uh, uh, confessing the word of God over the situation. And lo and behold, by midnight, that very same day, we were fine. We were perfect, completely uh, healed. It took a few hours, but guess what? We were completely uh, healed. And on the flip side, uh, there's a time when I was praying and asking God for my purpose. I was asking him, you know, what he has called me to. And I remember sharing this with uh, one of my mentors at the time, uh, business mentors. Uh, he owned a, a car dealership uh, back home and I went and I spoke to him and I said the Lord has revealed to me that I'm going to be on TV preaching the gospel that was way back in 2003 and uh, he said to me well that's a difficult uh, uh, assignment from the Lord because this is not easy and I said to him man I, I, it is a difficult assignment and but I saw it and it was real to me and it took over 12 years for me to see that come to uh, fruition and to manifestation. Why? Because uh, things take time as long as we are in this realm. And some things take time because you are still growing. Some things take time because there is opposition. Uh, we're going to look at Daniel chapter number 10 uh, just now. And some things take time because you're dealing with other people. You're dealing with other entities uh, that can be vulnerable to the manipulations uh, of the enemy. And so the new covenant, the New Testament way of intercession is this. It is to what you do between the time you pray and the time of manifestation. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, what you do. What do you do in the waiting period? Uh, that's what I like to call manifestation. And there are two things that you're supposed to do. Number one is to keep praying. 
And by keep praying, we're not talking about keep asking. You can begin to engage in different kinds of prayer. You can begin to pray uh, the prayer of uh, wisdom where you're asking God to reveal to you exactly what is going on. And uh, when he does reveal to you, you'll be able to pray with accuracy uh, and understanding. You can begin to ask for wisdom. I just called it prayer of wisdom, but it's asking for wisdom. Uh, I don't have any uh, uh, section here that talks about that as a type of prayer. But it's just asking for wisdom and say, Lord, what is it that I'm dealing with? I remember I was praying for a certain uh, woman uh, back in 2014 or 13. We had a, a divine healing training at our church at the time. And uh, after the divine healing training, we were asked to, to pray for the sick. And as we were praying for this woman, I asked her what her story was. And as she was explaining to me what her story was, in my spirit, I just picked up, you know, Tafara, you need to address the spirit of infirmity. It was the Holy Ghost speaking to me. He said, you need to address the spirit of infirmity. What happened there? The Holy Spirit began to give me wisdom on exactly what to pray and what to go for. And so during the time of interceding, you can begin to ask God for wisdom. You can begin to ask God uh, for revelation. You can begin to ask God for uh, what, what's the exact thing that I need to be doing. Sometimes you actually need to be praying for people because sometimes the enemy is using people to slow uh, the release and the manifestation uh, of your prayers. In fact, when you're dealing with with people in a business deal, in a job interview, I always encourage people, once you've asked and God has given it, he gives it uh, in a spiritual form, Man, the next prayer you should be praying uh, should be the prayer of thanksgiving. Thank him for it. But really, the prayer of intercession is when you start praying for those people. You start praying that God may uh, uh, protect them. You start praying that the enemy may not have uh, access to their hearts to uh, manipulate uh, and use them against uh, your will and so on and so forth. And so that is uh, intercession. So when we're talking about a new covenant intercession, uh, we're not talking about you mediating between God and man, forget about that. You don't need, you know, sackcloth and ashes uh, to, to intercede for your nation. No, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about that what you do between the time the prayer was answered to the day that you see it in manifestation. Uh, and there are a few things that I list in my book that I quickly want to encourage you with uh, that I think will help you. Uh, stand in a place uh, of intercession. The first thing that I do, uh, that I do while I'm waiting, while I'm, you know, between the time that the prayer has been answered and the time that I see it manifested, the first thing I do is I pray continuously. But again, we talked about it. You know, you're not asking again. You, 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 you are now praying different kinds of prayers. You're now praying, uh, addressing the issue. You're speaking to the mountain. You're praying for the people that are involved in the issue, uh, other stakeholders that may be involved in the issue. If you look, uh, Jesus actually prayed for, for, for Peter. You remember the story? <clears throat> he said, uh, uh, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but I've stood in the gap and I have prayed for you so that your faith may not fail. So you can stand in the gap and begin to pray uh, for people that are involved uh, in this particular uh, 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 transaction or business deal or whatever uh, uh, with you. Uh, the second thing you can do in the waiting period, which I also classify as intercession, is uh, to stand in faith. You know, when we look at Daniel's story, let's go quickly to Daniel chapter number 10. I want to show you something very, very interesting in Daniel uh, chapter number 10. 
Daniel prayed to God, uh, and uh, you know, if you read Daniel chapter number nine, Daniel prayed to God, and God answered immediately. So Daniel saw his uh, uh, answered prayer immediately. In chapter number ten of Daniel, Daniel prayed, and uh, he didn't see the the answer for what he had prayed. He didn't see the manifestation uh, immediately. So Daniel went on a fast uh, to inquire from the Lord what was going on, because I mean, in chapter number nine, he had prayed, and while he was still praying, the angel came and gave him an answer. So in chapter number 10, uh, he expected the same thing to happen. But in chapter number 10, it didn't happen. And so Daniel, when he uh, noticed that it hadn't happened, he went on a fast to pray, to inquire from the Lord, which is also part of intercession. And here's what happened at the 21st day. The angel uh, showed up and this is what he said. Uh, I'm reading Daniel chapter number 10 from verse 12 to 13. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel. For from the first day, did you hear that? He says, from the first day that you did set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, thy words were heard. So in other words, God answered Daniel's prayer on the very first day. Just like scripture says in 1 John chapter number 5, verse 14 and 15, God answered Daniel's prayer while he was still praying. Just like he will answer your prayer if you prayed in faith according to his will, he will answer it immediately. But just because he answered it immediately does not mean it's going to be made manifest immediately. So what transpired? And uh, this is what the angel said. He said, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, thy words were heard. And I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. So the, there was a, a, an opposition there in the spiritual realm uh, called the prince of Persia. And if you read further on in this chapter, uh, he is further uh, defined as Satan. So this is just a, a name, one of the other names for Satan. So the, Satan was uh, 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 opposing uh, the answered prayer from coming to, uh, to manifestation. And so he says, yeah, the prince of Asia withstood me one and twenty one days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remind I remained there with the king of Persia for 21 days. So it took Daniel 21 days to see the answer, the manifestation of his uh, prayer, which was answered immediately. And I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, that what Daniel uh, did from day one to 21 mattered, and it's part of the prayer of intercession. And we talked about how you can pray continuously, but you're not asking. You, you're praying different kinds of prayer. The second thing you can do is stand in faith. See, it becomes a standing contest. That's why scripture says, uh, having done all to stand, stand therefore. In fact, when you feel like giving up, you should stand one more day. Scripture says, don't grow weary in doing good, for you will reap in due season. Watch this now. If you faint not. See, when you are feeling faint, you are, about, you are on the brink of your breakthrough. You need to learn how to stand in faith. And standing in faith is part of your intercession. It is part of you standing in the gap. So can you see how I'm defining intercession? Nothing spooky, nothing crazy, nothing religious, nothing traditional and, and so on and so forth. No, this is the new covenant way of interceding. You pray continuously, but now you're not addressing God anymore. You're addressing the mountain. You're addressing the problem. You're addressing the 
issue. Uh, you're also praying for the people that are involved in the matter. You're also addressing the situation. The second thing you do is you stand in your faith. Amen. Uh, scripture says in Hebrews chapter number 10 verse 23, it says, let us hold on to the profession of our faith without wavering, knowing this, that he is faithful, he who has promised it. God is faithful. And when, God, when we pray to God and when we ask God, God answers, oh man, what I'm about to say, oh, I, you know what? I can challenge anybody. I want to challenge the bishop, the archbishop, the deacon, the, the pope, everybody to the statement that I'm about to say. Whenever we pray in faith according to his will, he hears us and he answers, watch this now, with a yes, 100% of the time. You know, I've heard a preacher say, well, sometimes God will answer yes, sometimes he'll answer maybe, and sometimes he'll answer no. Not if it's according to his will. We have scriptures to back it up. God always answers yes when you pray according to his will. And some of you may say, but how come I haven't seen the yes manifest? Because you need to learn how to intercede. You need to learn how to tactfully pray. Not ask, uh, uh, pray, the different kinds of uh, prayers. You need to learn how to stand in faith, stand in the gap, and it is part uh, of your intercession. And the third thing that you need to learn to do is to stay in the environment of faith. Man, you need to learn how to stand in an environment of faith. Uh, Mark chapter number 8 from verse 22 to 23 we see here a story uh, of Jesus uh, getting ready to, to heal uh, a man who had uh, blind eyes. And uh, scripture says, uh, he cometh to Bethsaida, Mark chapter number 8, I'm reading from verse 22 uh, to 23. And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of town. Did you read that? It says, Jesus took the blind man and led him out of town. Uh, why is that significant, Tafara? You may ask him. You may ask me. Uh, it's a good question. The reason he took him out of town was because he was taking him out of the environment of doubt and unbelief. That's what Jesus did here. And we see Jesus doing it over and over again in different situations. When he raised uh, the damsel from the dead, uh, scripture says he chased everyone out of the room uh, because he didn't want their doubt and unbelief. And he only took three of his disciples. He didn't take... Uh, everybody else. He only took three, and I believe the reason he took those three was because he had perceived their faith. Uh, we know that when he raised uh, Lazarus from the dead, he prayed. And, and what's interesting about uh, John chapter number 11 and Jesus praying uh, before he raised Lazarus from the dead is he wasn't praying for Lazarus. He was actually praying for the prognosticators and the unbelievers who were standing around him. He was, he was addressing them and their unbelief and not, not Lazarus because they <laughs> Dead man can never have unbelief or doubt. Amen. And so Jesus uh, is constantly and consistently in his earthly ministry removing himself out of a situation of, of doubt and unbelief. In fact, after he heals uh, people, he would tell them, do not say this to anybody, which is an interesting uh, contrast to the message of evangelism and uh, uh, spreading the message, right? But the reason why Jesus would always uh, tell them, do not 
tell this to anybody was because he didn't want them to tell some unbelief, some prognosticator who was going to say, oh, well, I don't think you really got healed. And then they start buying into that story because that could reverse all of the gains of the answered prayer. And so what does it say here? It says he led uh, the blind man out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he uh, saw aught. And the blind man said, you know, I see a man like trees. And Jesus laid his hands again on him. And uh, we know that after he's laid his hands again on him, uh, the blind man uh, began to see. So in dealing with the prayer of uh, uh, intercession, we need to understand the relationship uh, between the spiritual and the natural realm. In the spiritual realm, our answers are released almost immediately as we pray. But sometimes there's opposition. Sometimes there are things that come against uh, us, uh, the prince of Persia, uh, and so on and so forth. And then for Daniel, he was almost in a disadvantaged position because uh, Daniel operated in the old covenant and he didn't have what you and I have. In the new covenant, you and I have uh, the authority of Jesus. We can stand on the name of Jesus and rebuke any opposition. So while you are in intercession, one of the things you need to do is to listen carefully to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to reveal to you really what the hindrance is and when he reveals it to you uh, man I'm telling you you need to stand and address that thing and and most people do not even know this they don't understand that there are hindrances to prayer uh, hindrances to answered prayer coming into manifestation and uh, if you look at first Peter chapter number three verse nine let's go quickly uh, to first Peter uh, chapter number three uh, verse nine Thank you, Jesus. First Peter chapter number three, uh, verse seven, actually, verse seven. First Peter chapter number three, uh, verse seven. Here's what he says. It says, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Uh, brothers, scripture is not saying your wife is a weaker vessel. That's not what it's saying. You know, I just have to say this. Uh, scripture is saying you must give honor to your wife as a fragile, a precious a vessel, you know, the way you treat your your vase, your expensive crystal vase at home. He's saying that's the way you should treat your wife, like a like a, a fragile, uh, um, uh, expensive, uh, precious uh, 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 person that God has given to you. And watch why he says that. He says, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessels, as being heirs together of the grace of life. You can put an SO between the word life and that just so he can pop out at you and you can get the full understanding of what he's trying to say here in verse uh, uh, 7 uh, the last part of it he says when you do this uh, you're doing all of this so that your prayers may not be hindered he says there are things that can literally hinder our prayers uh, there are things that can stop our answered prayers from coming into manifestation. You know, one of the things I, I learned is that your body is very important. Being on the earth, you need an earth suit. Your body is, is, is very important uh, for you to see certain things manifest in your life. You know, we, we read scriptures that talk about uh, you shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Uh, you get to do that on the earth 
uh, by physically going to someone and, and laying your hands on them. Uh, did you know that uh, you, you are at an advantage today uh, that, than most of the biblical saints uh, that we see in scripture? And your advantage is you are here and you have a physical body. You can do more than they can do today. You can literally go to the mall right now and, and minister to someone and get them saved. They can't. They had their chance. But when they checked out of the earth, uh, you know, they, they can't because God has given that privilege to human beings that are here uh, on the earth. And what gives us the legal right to be here on the earth and to function and to serve uh, God and to let the Holy Spirit live on the inside of us is, is, our, is our body. In fact, Scripture says, don't you know that your bodies are the temples of the living, uh, of the living Holy Spirit? So, you know, your body is key. Your body and what you do with your life acts as a transformer for the, for the, for the answered spiritual uh, answers to move into the manifestation in the physical realm. And so here in First Peter chapter number uh, 3 verse 7, we hear, you know, the apostle instructing uh, the husbands, and I believe this instruction goes both ways. Uh, when you start entertaining strife, uh, you're almost you know, uh, uh, becoming an insulator to the power of God, you know, when you start, he says, yeah, so that your prayers may not be hindered, which means your prayers can be hindered. And so what is he saying? He's saying position yourself in a place of faith, stand in the gap all the time uh, in a place uh, that positions you to be a spiritual transformer, uh, moving all your answered prayers into manifestation. Here, brothers and sisters, I have to say, the spiritual realm is loaded uh, with answered prayers, loaded with answered prayers that are just waiting uh, for manifestation. And, and one of the uh, things we learn, uh, just, you know, reading First uh, Peter 3 verse 7, is that uh, when we start to learn, when we learn how to live in peace, uh, we become those spiritual transformers that move the answered prayers into manifestation. So there are so many things that I could talk about on the on the prayer of intercession, uh, but I think my takeaway uh, is there is a difference between an Old Testament and a New Testament way uh, of intercession. When we intercede uh, in the New Testament, it's not about mediating. It's not about Abraham going and saying to God. God, uh, if there are 50 people in, in the city, will you destroy them? No, Jesus already took care of that on the cross. It's not about Moses uh, going before God and, you know, mediating and saying to God, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, the Egyptians are going to think you, did, you were not able to deliver uh, your, your, all these uh, uh, Israelites into the promised land if you kill all of them uh, today. And then scripture says God repented uh, to that. That's not the kind of mediation that we're talking about uh, in the New Testament. In the New Testament, your, your, your New Testament believer is to intercede, stand in the gap between their answered prayer so that they can bring it to manifestation. So that's the prayer of intercession. Man, I was hoping we could get into the prayer of uh, 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 consecration today, uh, but my time is already far spent. I trust that you were blessed with this teaching. Looking forward to seeing you next Sunday. God bless you. Bye-bye. Praise God. Wasn't that a good word? Thank you for joining us. But before you go, here's some quick announcements. 
We're still meeting virtually every Thursday for life groups at 7 p.m. So if you're not a part of a life group, please join one. Send an email to admin at faithfulchurch.co.za. And Grace in the Marketplace Wednesdays. These are still happening live broadcasts every Wednesday on Facebook at 6 p.m. So be sure to join to join us on these special broadcasts that are really going to help you win in the marketplace. So that's Facebook Live every Wednesday. And we're only having these for the winter season. So you do want to join us while they're still on. So every Wednesday, 6 p.m. on Facebook Live. That's Grace in the Marketplace. Well, that's it from us for today. Again, a big thank you for joining us. Please be sure to share these services with your friends on whatever social media platform you have um, available to you. We love you. Pastor Tafara and I continually pray for your success and your well-being. We absolutely cannot wait until we can be together again. But God bless. Bye-bye. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today. That's who cool.